Well, hello again, folks, and welcome to Radical Humanity and another episode of it. My name is Ben Hoover, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. And, man, I've got some things, some ground to cover today. Boy, oh boy, I don't even know where to start. Um, Well, I'll start with the title. So the title of this episode... And it's inspired by a friend It's that didn't really sit well with me probably at the beginning of the year whenever she asked it. But, but I, I, give, I give all credibility to her who has inspired the title of this. But it's called, Where's the Joy in Your Life, Ben? Now, back then I took offense to that. But... I have to say that th- that that question after after a personal therapy session yesterday is now become the much needed question that carries wisdom in it for me. It's reorienting me in my life, and I'll tell you why. So you've ever had these at the core of yourself this kind of deep inner rattling of your your world, your perspective, your identity, the way you've lived in it. Well, that's what happened yesterday. And I experienced this, this fissure or crack in my foundation. It was as if the my therapist just took a sledgehammer and basically created a fault line in my system of being. Now, it's not a pleasant experience once that gets all shaken up. You know, I kind of quickly want to retreat to the to the to the mode of operation that I've functioned in in my life. And what he touched on, and it was hard to hear this, has been at your age you shouldn't be so serious. And it's like, oh my god, that word just serious stabbed me. It just was another stab that I've heard before. And we talked about, explored this heaviness in me and seriousness. Because, of course, he experiences that when I come in. And when I share my stories, when I share my experiences. And he just, he, it's just, it's right there out in the open. It's, it's un, unhidden. And then I start thinking about all these experiences in my life. <laughs> and I'm, I'm laughing and I'm sad and I'm joyful about it all, honestly, because it jolted me. This way of living, this way of experiencing life, the, 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 the oppressiveness in a way that I've lived under. I recall, um, I'll, I'm going to share several stories right now. I recall um, an ex-girlfriend even saying that. One of when she blasted me at the end of a relationship, just, oh man, just fired away at everything that went wrong. Oh man, one of the things, probably the the most hurtful thing, at least it was hurtful for me, that that uh, that I took from that was you're too serious, and everyone around me says you're too serious, and that I I remember you know again my 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 great friend there saying to me, Ben, like I know you're going through a hard time in life right now with your dad and all of that, and but. Where's the joy in your life? And I could just feel like that was so, uh, just another stab in me. And I remember, I remember another friend 
you know, not saying it directly like that, but I remember her, you know, helpfully suggesting, oh, you know what would be cool is if you could start, like, what if you just started writing a blog on, like, community and food and inside was this inner, like, rage, this protest of, no, you know, I know what I'm doing. I'm writing about all this, all this deep, serious, heavy, thought-provoking stuff. <laughs> and there was, like, this kind of, you know, and I remember having experiences with people that when I'd go into this, it's like something would just shift in them. They just would, <laughs> it's like they would be overcome with the heaviness and they could just experience that in me, whether they, they didn't even say it or sometimes the comments they made in indirect ways um, it communicated that. Like, oh man, when I go into this stuff, man, people just, they get, they just sink with me in it. Um, you know, I remember even in school and going through grad school and I would, I would say these, these, um, kind of disingenuous statements about myself. Like I would, I would, I don't describe it, like just kind of throw in these little judgments about my, uh, my lack of my low intelligence or something like that. I remember this classmate just boldly approached me on that and said, (laughs) I loved how she approached it. She said, Ben, this is, this is like, kind of like when you put on an itchy sweater and it just doesn't feel right. Like when I'd hear you say these things and I knew exactly what she meant. I said, it's, like kind of disingenuous, isn't it? And, you know, judgmental or something. And she said, yeah. And it was like, oh, God. You know, just to have that reflection was, was oh, it was, it was this, like, refreshing, cutting, surgical pain sort of thing. Like, wow, I am hearing how I sound in myself through the, through the voice, through the eyes, through the, through the non- Non-verbal cues from other people. Anyway, I can go on and on. But you get the point that this is, this is the way that I've lived in the world. I've lived under this shelter of the heavy. This magnetic pull into the dark, the cavernous, the serious. And, you know, and, and, and often riddled with this core guttural judgment that there's there's something wrong with me, this kind of tumor in myself that metastasized, and I've absorbed when I was young, I absorbed this shame and judgment from parents, and it's it's haunted me, but at the same time, it's also been this comfort zone. It's been known, it's secure, it's this loud, dominating voice of like will i will I fuck up?" You know, what if, what if it's disaster? What if, you know, I, I discover, you know, just what's flawed, you know, about me. And, and so that, uh, I, I, I mean, I'm, I can't believe, you know, just how clear it is to me. And you're kind of getting the sort of the fresh raw details here. But the, um, but yeah, I've, this is where I've camped out. This is what is the zone of comfort for me, this helplessness, this turning against myself, this depression, this despair. I know that. I know that land really well. And to be honest, you know, because, you know, and going a little bit more expanding on my family history, that, that my experience as a kid is, you know, I, I could never express anger or hurt in that way. And so, so I, 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 of course, anger has to go somewhere. So I, 
turned it against myself and it, it lived in me, it stayed in me, but it would also manifest outwardly where I was, I would verbally in front of people just attack myself and particularly my parents, particularly my mom. And I, I tactfully, as a kid, I learned to get nurtured this way, to get attention, to be seen, right? I mean, that's really the, 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 the core of that is this is my way of being seen. And, uh, but all this anger got shoved down. And then also, too, is I'm aware of just how much it then bled into the way I approach life. Just fearfully, timidly, cautiously, tenuously. And so I gravitate, right? As you can even capture from my writings on my podcast episodes, that sure, I gravitate well into the sad, into the heavy, into the serious, into the deep. And... And, and I could talk about those experiences as well. I could talk about defense as well, and I still will. Um, but sometimes it's been expressed with, <laughs> in a hopelessness. <laughs> and I'm laughing because it's true. It's just, and not sometimes necessarily a hope in there or a joy in even discovering this and finding the ways through it. And so, um, and so this, this land for me has been well-traveled. I mean, with pretty entrenched footprints. It's kind of like when you walk the path and, and no one else has walked the path when it's kind of fresh in the morning or whatnot and you, and you go and then you return. You're like, oh, those are, my, those are my tracks. Yeah, that's basically what this was. Except I, I dug sort of a gorge from all the, all the well-traveling I've done in this area. Now, I love being honest and exploring you know, the pains, the dark sides of humanity, the heartaches, the sufferings, the addiction. I have plenty of podcast episodes lined up talking about those things, grief and whatnot and, and defense and, and, and some of the poetry that I've written um, that I really am proud of and, and, and love, love my expression of all that. But it's often stayed very one-sided because that's, again, that's where I've, that's where I've inhabited. I've been a tenant in that area. I've, I've known no other place to really live. I mean, that's not true. I'll go venture into other homes and stuff and maybe spend the night there, and, but then I go right back to my own house. And when my therapist started to talk about, Ben, you don't scrap that stuff, but also talk about the joys and pleasure. And when I heard that, Again, I just was engulfed with, oh, I screwed up, I'm missing it, I blew it. I mean, just with even him throwing out there, which was this invitation, right, to, 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 to go into something new, to tap into something unexplored, um, unexercised in myself, that, that quickly I was bombarded with, well, I'm just screwing up in life so quickly. And so, of course, we had to work through that. But I, I thought further on this when, on the past where sometimes I'd, I'd, I'd be overcome, just swelled with rage when um, it would just inflame in me when I would think, like, how come people aren't more like me? You know, or they think and talk like this and they, they, live, they live at this level. I mean, even with the, the ex-girlfriend I told you about, it's like when she said, oh, I don't want to go deep. You know, my life is already heavy enough, and it's like, oh. And I felt like, oh, well, I felt alone. Oh, gosh, I just discovered that right now. Yeah, I felt 
I felt hurt and I felt alone. Like, but, but meet me here. This is where I live. And it's not like she don't, she wouldn't ever want to go there, but she wanted to experience joy and excitement. And I was completely on the opposite end of, no, let's, let's go heavy and serious and thinking that that was always genuine and real. And I was under illusion of that. But I would, I would have these reactions of, why aren't, why aren't people operating more like me? And I just feel this utter loneliness. And, and then, but I'd also become envious. You know, when I'd see people, it would come out in judgment, but I would see people as they would go. And I know, like, I know they're struggling in life and having hardships and whatnot, but they would go and they would, you know, travel and they would share it on, Insta, you know, Instagram. And I'm like, yeah, but I know, I know. I also know what's behind the scenes and you're making it seem like it's, you know, you have this great life and, you know, I mean, just, but it was my, what was more telling was my own reaction. That if I were really be honest, I was envious. I wanted to experience life. I wanted to, there are people, there are people out there experiencing pleasures and joys and man, that, you know, growing up under the, the roof of the church, the rule of the church that, oh man, that's, it's evil, it's sin, it's whatnot. And, and, and so uh, that was another message absorbed for me. And, and as I referenced earlier, I'd become enraged if challenged that, you know, like if someone said, I don't want to talk heavy right now, or, you know, it suggested that I, 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 <laughs> you know, explore topics like food that weren't about the, the depths of the human soul. It's uh, instantly, it just, it would piss me off. It felt like an attack. And I could see that I was guarding almost this comfort zone. It was so, it's been such a part of me. Even when uh, I was in this other relationship, and I remember my therapist just <laughs> helping me out, saying, I, I, I'm laughing, this is funny, because I'm, I'm looking back, and it's with new eyes. And Anyway, and he would, he would encourage me and caution me at the same time of, Ben, with, with this girlfriend, well, now ex-girlfriend, just have fun. And I would, again, I would, well, so I'm not having fun, and, but I got to talk about these things. And like, I didn't know how to experience a relationship without it being, you know, just serious, intense conversation. And, and I realized, like, my, my dad was really good, I think, on that end of, of modeling that, of the playful side and stuff. My mom, <laughs> we talked about that, not so much. And I, but it was, it was, it was always so entrenched with, you know, just this kind of judgmental study of, you know, and trying to, trying to excavate problems and root it out and weed it out of life. And so when I enter in these relationships, it's just, it's all of a sudden, it's just, there's this initial encounter of me where I'm fun and playful and witty and engaging. And then it switches into this, these, this deep, dark cellar. And, um, and so so what I've discovered is for me, the realms of joy and pleasure, the lands of joy and pleasure are so uncharted and foreign. Not that I haven't experienced it. There's these moments where I, I think about humor is something in myself that I, that, that when, I'm, when I'm there in that place, man, I'm totally free. And I mean this, I even surprise myself of like <laughs> this kind of quickness that I think I've learned a lot from my dad. He's really good at that. He's he's pro at that, but uh, but yeah, this it like it when I'm in this 
state of humor, when I'm, I'm just in the throes of it, it, it eradicates this judgment and heaviness. It just all goes away. And I've had these incredible moments of friends where it's just this deep belly laughter. <laughs> and, and, and I'm there, but it, what's fascinating to me when I, when I even reflect back now, there's also sometimes this instinctual move of like, oh, but, but I got to, but what about this problem? But what about this? And, and, and I mean, you're, you're getting a good sense of how life was for me sometimes as a kid. You know, there were these good moments, but then it would also get swallowed up with the, with the terrors, with the horrors, with the, the shame and the judgment. And, and, the, and the, the, the lack of safety. And so, so when I'm in this place where I, 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 I'm, 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 I lose control, it's like almost when you're in the realm of humor, it just the, the, the need for control goes away. It just is. And something free comes out, something alive, something genuine, something unconstrained comes out of that space, which, by the way, I think is also uh, the sexual realm, too, that that, that happens, um, although I'm still working that out. But, uh, but yeah, I just I transform, and I become me when I'm in that place, and all, all that heaviness goes away. And then I was also reminded, too, that when I go on these adventures... When I go on these road trips, like I went down Highway 1 or last year when I went to Ireland and I traveled for two weeks and it was incredible. I come back just lit up. When I got to the airport, I kid you not, it took me an hour to work up the nerve to get in this car and drive because I know how to drive a stick, contrary to popular belief because my friends would tease me um, because they always thought that I couldn't drive a stick. But... This stick, though, was not on the left side. You know, when you're driving a car in Ireland, you're actually, you've got to drive on the right side. So I had to adjust to that and adjust to driving on the left side of the road, driving in the dark and going to a house that I've never been in with a downloaded offline map because I wasn't going to use data. And, and I had to exit out of the airport, which sometimes airports can be goddamn confusing. But it took me an hour. <laughs> and finally, I did it. And once I did it, and once I, you know, got through the nerves and it got familiar to me, I, I, I mean, I was like a kid in a candy store. I mean, I was, I wanted to touch everything and taste everything and I want to go here and go here. And that became one of the most exciting parts of being in Ireland was just doing this driving around the area. It was, it was so fantastic. I... I discovered from that, like, one, I, I love traveling and exploring the, the, the twists and turns and the unfolding is euphoric for me. And part of me likes even traveling alone, too. Um, I, I like going at my own pace sometimes. Um, that, oh, that was, it was, it was incredible. And even my, my recent venture down Highway 1 was so was equally exciting. So you can hear when I talk about this, like something lights up in me. This explorer, this adventurer, this the 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 dis- discoverer, wandering through this world, you know, and and seeing what's out there. I love that. And the other thing too that I noticed about myself that, um, man, when I, uh, and part of it too is also when I when I let myself get angry, when I express my anger, I come alive, and that's. It's hard. It's hard to tap into that because I'm usually turning against myself. But when I, when I tap into that anger, and that's what I even address with clients, because so many come in with buried internalized rage, 
and uh, and I watch it with them, and I experience it myself that that when that when we make contact with that, this whole energy comes out. You become clear and solid, and 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 direct, and there's a there's just a a groundedness. And when I when I do that, I get out of that heavy space. But the other thing I want to add to that, that I discovered for me, where where I experience joy and pleasure is is when I when I interact with children I have two nephews and I love them to death and they're coming up soon and I can't wait to spend just tons and tons of time with them but also too I have tons of friends that have children and I just I love engaging with them sometimes there are moments especially when it got too heavy for me if that's you know if you can even believe that I didn't want to be around adults. I didn't want to have a conversation. I didn't want to talk deep or have a philosophical, theological, political, you name it. I just, I mean, even, even I don't know, even if it was like sports or cards or cooking or, I don't know, just, it, I just didn't want to be around it. Like with kids, there was no pretense. With children, there there is no pretense or defense or masquerading or they just, it's like there's just this unfiltered, unadulterated joy in life and yes they feel pain and they cry and they weep and they feel hurt and they get angry but they they do it so freely without hindrance unless parents hinder that and uh and and then they're once that is seen and acknowledged and cared for they go right back into exploring the universe and and they're just that freedom that's in them they realize is that it's that freedom that lives inside me and it gets covered over. But I love it. I was I was with my friend a couple weeks ago and I made dinner for him and his daughter. And oh, it was it, it was so it was such a rich experience and uh, being around him but also being around his daughter that I don't get to see often. And you know, we played and played. We ran around the house and played a game and that she created and I just joined in on and and kind of tease and stuff, and I watched as first she was shy and a little reticent, and and or reserved, I guess I should say, to come towards me, and then eventually she kept interacting with me and wanted to connect with me and play with me, and uh, it, it's it, there's there's just there's no burden in that. It's it's the greatest freedom, and I realized too how much children, and I'll will definitely be talking about this in later episodes. That, that they have the answer to life. They, they light up the path, the way. And, uh, and, and there's that invitation there to experience life at that level. But it takes a little bit for us, a little bit later in the world, living, having lived a little bit longer in the world, to, to find that again and discover that. Anyway, so, so those are the things I realized, man, that... I can tap into that, but it's not frequent. And and so when this was addressed the other day and, and challenged, it was so earth-shatteringly unfamiliar. I mean, it really was. The way it hit me deeply. I, I mean, I, I it's it's so hard to go away from this old part of me, this 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 shelter. And and I, I'm noticing I'm having 
separation anxiety with my old self. I don't, I don't want to leave it. There's, there's, you know, I, I quickly snap back and, oh, but, you know, I'm doing everything wrong. It's got to be right. It's got to be, you know, so on and so forth. You hear, you know the script. So, so yeah, you know, when I'm going into something new, it feels naked and unfamiliar and the, the clothes of, of how of the well-worn clothing is off. Even though, again, that kind of clothing had been an illusion. That it seemingly provided comfort, safety. It was So now that that's been kind of poked, um, this is, there's such a mysteriousness into these new parts of myself. In fact, um, uh, a colleague of mine had asked the other day, how are you doing? Well, of course, you know, I don't give the... I don't give the the typical, yeah, I'm doing all right or okay, which is usually what I might say. And it's hard for me to just say, oh, man, life is just going well. And, there's, yeah, there's some pain and stuff, but, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Or, you know, just to be real and genuine and, and cover more ground than just the the heavy laden. But I said, well, to be honest, I'm discovering new parts of myself, and I don't know what the hell to do about it. And we had a good laugh about it, because it's the truth. And and for me, it's it's such a novel thought as I've I've soaked in this now. It's such a novel thought for me to seek out the novel, the undiscovered joys in life, and that I mean that's just so goddamn foreign to me. And maybe for you who are going to listen to this, maybe that's foreign to you too. Because you've lived in states of trauma and judgment and shame, and 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 you know when you when you do go and experience something, even if you look at pornography or something, all you can see is the horrors and the bad and the evil and the wrongs, and you can't even experience the pleasures when you look and what you look at and what you gain, and what and what you're learning, and what you're longing for. It's just it's so comes with all these warnings and cautions of this will cause all problems in your life. And it's like, how, how, how does one engage in life then in a way that's open to learning, exploring, even if it comes with sometimes pain and agony and disappointment. And so, so for me, I realized, man, I get to unmine, unearth, and indulge in the pleasure that's what's so mind-boggling novel for me, is I can seek out pleasure. I can go for the things that I enjoy. It doesn't have to be this routine, rote, I gotta do this, obligatory way of being. And I needed someone to say that and point that out. And, and then I start piecing together all the... Ex- the reactions and experiences from friends, whether they, it was explicit or implied in their behavior, of ah, yeah, they feel it too from me. And so I want, I'm, it's not like I won't ever touch on the pain. In fact, when people do that and they're genuine about it, it's, it gives normality, it, it gives permission to feel and express it, experience it. But then, but then it, eventually it, it lessens, right? But for me, it'll linger and stay, and that's the place I talk from. So I want to calibrate, for me, this, the suffering, sometimes the self-created suffering and pain in my life with the joy. And so I'm making a deal with myself that every kind of, not every, but I don't want to alternate necessarily. It might not work that way. But 
you know, with every kind of deep, heavy, insightful, thought-provoking conversation, I also want to explore in, in episodes the joys, the pleasures. And I learn from that. Because the learning comes from all ends of that spectrum. Because life is mixed. It's an amalgamation of joys and pleasure. And we can expand on all the, the language around that. So, I, I'm liking this. And I'm not liking it. Because it's new, and it's uncomfortable. And I want to I slip back into that, that well-worn shoe. But this is, the, this is a new shoe for me to break in. And that's going to take some work. But I, I'm liking the challenge. I am. And I know the ways to get there. So, stay tuned. I think that's all for now. I think I've, I've unloaded all my thoughts. I've scraped the bottom of the barrel. So, on that note, I hope... Actually, you know what? No. I'm going to say one more thing. I hope that you... I hope that you seek out the joy and pleasure as well in your life. And yes, give presence and care and voice to the pains, but also to the joys. So, to new, undiscovered, uncharted territories. Take care. Till next time.